0: Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today?
1: Going good. Happy New Year. We got a lot going on. Super excited. Always happy to be here.
0: Always happy to be here, but yeah, we got a big one. We're going to start it off with a big announcement today, uh, but after that we're going to be breaking down some Apex news and the recent stories of the Outlands, Gridiron. You know, it's going to be really fun. Happy to talk about this stuff. We've seen people having a blast on Discord sharing some theories and stuff, so we're excited to throw our hats in the ring as well. Before we do that though, we want to make sure you join our Discord, to chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Link is in the description.
1: We are getting really excited for our tournament later this month. The date is set at January 28th. It'll be exclusively for patrons, and we've seen a big influx and people that are interested and that will be signing up. More information about what the tournament will look like, as well as the sign-up information on Patreon will come out next week. So stay tuned. Join over there this month, and you'll have access. It's going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. I think I've said it every episode and I'll keep saying it, but this has been something we dreamed about getting this set up when we first started the podcast and the time has finally come. Uh, I don't know. Would you enjoy it more playing in it and killing some folks or watching everybody fight for glory? I feel like it's a tough call to make. It's, it's if anyone hard. has strong opinions, let us know.
1: <laughs> I I do want to play in a private lobby.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: I also like all the fun tools of all the different camera angles and scoreboards. So I I might be fine sitting on the sidelines and just doing the logistics, but it's going to be fun nonetheless
0: nonetheless no doubt Uh, but yeah we got a big update now to share about what the future of the third party looks like um henry and i kind of sat down uh at the end of last year beginning of this year kind of had a goals and where we want to be at the end of 2022 talk and with that has come in some changes to the third party podcast um which we think are going to be really great honestly in the in the end for everyone but kick us off with what we kind of wanted to share today
1: Yeah, so number one, the third party is expanding. We are just thrilled that the success we've had creating content has allowed us to start a brand new company called Third Party Productions. The operation of this new company will be to launch additional video and audio podcasts for clients in the pop culture and gaming space. This has honestly been a goal of ours for well over a year, and with our first major client contract signed, It's become a reality.
0: Yeah and i think with that though comes the big question how is this going to impact the third party podcast uh, and with our time being a bit more limited between productions and henry and i both working full-time jobs we are taking a step back to stop some of the content we've been experimenting with and refocus on what we think has worked best for everyone us and you guys all involved uh, and though this does mean no more video podcasts which you're probably noticing now if you uh, went over to youtube and now you're over here and you, this is where you found us uh, It was a really fun experiment, but we realized we truly are just audio podcasters at heart. And with that, we're also going to be cutting back on some socials so we can put most of our time into the platform that really lets us engage with you all the most, Discord. And so that's going to be where a ton of stuff is happening from the future. Uh, You can still expect two episodes per week from us, but we are striving to refine the content to go back to our roots and be more interactive with you all while being direct and to the point, which means our Wednesday episode is going to focus more on news, leaks and rumors, Uh, but even more exciting is that we're going to be able to pull in more of your thoughts into the Wednesday show. We're going to feature a ton of legend concepts, and we're opening a new Discord channel that will be a place for anyone to ask questions that can be featured on the podcast weekly. So no more uh, having to leave a five-star review. That will still guarantee your question gets put on the show, but now everyone's going to be able to have a place to ask questions that we'll be able to talk about each and every week, and we're so excited for it.
1: And then if you enjoy our main body topics, going deep into weapon breakdowns, guides, mastering the legends, that's going to exist on our Saturday episode, and we'll just be strictly covering those topics. So if you love both, you're in luck. We still have them, but overall, we're really pumped for 2022, and we're so thankful for all of our listeners and patrons for making this dream possible
0: well said i mean we wouldn't be here without the listeners and without the patrons so you guys truly mean the world to us and hopefully this helps us um really refine the time we're spending on things but still interact with you guys even more and create more content catered towards everyone that listens because that's really what the end goal is so we got something for everyone i'm excited for it Uh, with that though let's dive into the news First piece of news, the Bangalore Gridiron Bundle skin and more are available for purchase in the store. Uh, we're going to be covering the trailer and the rest after some of the news today, so we'll touch back on that later. Do you want to talk about the skin at all right now, though? Any early thoughts on it, if it's going to be a cop? I don't even know why I ask anymore, because you just say no <laughs> every the time, but oh, we'll keep trying, fans. <laughs> Spoiler
1: is, I'm probably not going to buy it, but we'll talk more about it later on.
0: Yeah, next piece of news is an Apex Legends TV show in development. We got more developers dropping hints as rumors start to swirl. In response to a fan-made Apex intro set to the Arcane-style animation and music intro, senior producer Tim Lewinson quote-tweeted saying, I have some conversations you follow up on come January. throwing the double-I emoji, hashtag Apex Legends. Putting some more notice on it. And then additionally, Amanda Dorian responded to the same tweet with that hand covering the mouth emoji it's these subtle tweezes, but hints nonetheless that have been coming for a while and it i think something might be coming down the pipe at this point like there's just too many people teasing it for us to get let down at this point right
1: (laughs) yeah it's really really exciting i think we've been calling for this for the longest time, probably early on in our podcasting career.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: summer of twenty twenty. I think we'd probably mention this. Um, yeah, I I hope that it gets put on a good platform. You know, Me I too. think the dream is probably Netflix to be next to Arcane, but mm-hmm. man.
0: Netflix has shown the willingness to do gaming stuff, particularly. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was Netflix. If it was Netflix to me, it would mean that, hey, it's been in development for a while and it's coming soon. If it's a different platform, to me, I would imagine that's, oh, someone saw how well Arcane did let me try and replicate this with apex another very lore heavy uh kind of show and i think because of the success of arcane you know we recently had the episode casting our live action apex legends which is a total fun one go check it out over on youtube if you want uh to kind of see all the pictures as we talked about them but i'm leaning towards more so now than ever that i think if we get something i think it'll be animated at this point
1: yeah i think so i think it's just easier and the hope. What that is, we maintain most of the voice actors as the cast, um, which I think is a real win.
0: That would be a dub, no doubt about it. Um, Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Next piece of news, Dev responds to this comment about a change coming to Apex that would make it so when players leave the game, it's not counted as a death. On Reddit, someone's posting about how they love backing out as the last second as Wraith specifically, so that someone doesn't get a kill. And apparently... When you quit the game, it does not count as a death right now, and so that's kind of the workaround for it. People are getting better KDs for that, and that's where the origin of the Wraith phase and Quit has originated from, which I honestly didn't even know that was an actual thing, but the developer responded to this saying, I have bad news for you, essentially. A little trolley. It was funny. Everyone was in full support of it, though. Um, Crazy that that's been in the game for this long though i mean i guess we didn't know but i just assumed it was the other way around very
1: odd i was stunned by this you know the fact that you can disconnect and get a a penalty and ranked um
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: somehow it's not counting as a death is something i really didn't know um do i wish i knew about it maybe but probably not. <laughs> I don't think it would change my gameplay if I did this. Um
0: maybe there was one time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty confident in my KD anyway. So yeah, this is oh, a good man. fix. I'm happy about it.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. Um, Next piece of news though, no demotion feature will be coming to Apex Legends anytime soon. In Apex Legends currently players can only be demoted from Pred to Master, and this is different from other ranked systems and the BR ranked designer, Aaron L, don't know his last name, responded to players calling for a demotion to be added to Apex on Twitter. Aaron stated that if demotion was added into the game that players would most likely not play ranked rather than try harder, as the fans were essentially arguing, like a demo uh, demotion system makes people try harder. Uh, Aaron's again then kind of seemed to be stating that the most people's issues do not come from the rank system or a lack of demotion, but rather a matchmaking problem, which is kind of interesting to hear. You use the word matchmaking problem on the actual Apex Legends team, which is something we kind of heard rumors about. Um, But yeah, what are your thoughts on a demotion system? I mean, you're totally welcome to disagree with Aaron. Like nobody's, like the teams over there is not perfect. So I'm curious your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think that the problems with ranked, specifically in the BR, Exist mostly at the tippity top. I think the vast majority of players that play ranked. This is a great time, honestly, like we have a great Mm -hmm. point system. We have a great map. I don't see major issues that are glaring from a structural standpoint. Um, We've spoken with Aaron a little bit off air uh, Mm -hmm. about the rank system. And one of the things that we discussed with him was can we get more visibility on stats and how ranked is performing? Because we haven't had a breakdown on where the ranks have been and mm-hmm. their distributions, like how many uh diamond players versus bronze players in different seasons. We haven't had that
0: well, for which a we entire season. Get. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Since season eight, I believe. So mm-hmm. it's been a long, long time. And it was kind of funny because when we were talking with Aaron, he said, oh, we don't really release that information unless we are making a large change to the ranked point system. And that was kind of humorous because we kind of responded and said, well, this season we made a pretty drastic change to the point system. Where is the data? So we're kind of waiting on that, excited to see. I'm very curious to see how the ranked distributions are. And more so I want to get some truth and some light on arenas as well and ranked arenas. So I'm not super concerned about demotion. I think it mostly is an issue at the top of pred, Um, but it's good that people are looking at it. And I think saying that matchmaking and highlighting that, like Mm -hmm. you said, Jay is a really good sign.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a sign pointing in the right direction. It's always interesting when you have something that plagues the top and that's where it's being abused. Obviously, mm-hmm. the top is where our best players are, that's where our streamers are, and so that's what people hear the loudest. And I feel like unfortunately, in gaming, you have, you know, a lot of people that will kind of echo the opinion of whoever's at the top, regardless of what their actual experience is. And that's where we get some of the apex negativity. So, you know, not to say that we don't have positive people up at the top as well. We very much do, but the loud people always seem to be the negative ones.
1: <laughs> it's pretty much true.
0: Yep. Okay, we got a couple of bugs to talk about real quick. I'm going to go through both of them. We have the rampage bug. There's an infinite charge rampage bug is in the game. Frustrating a lot of players right now. A lot of the ones at the top, like we kind of just mentioned, but even our boy simply Ashton and that's where we draw the line is simply Ashton's affected? then something's something's going wrong uh but we also got in coinciding with that uh bangalore skin coming out today uh we got a bangalore skin bug and the new skin crashes the game if a player or a teammate is wearing it uh apex made a statement about it this morning saying they're working on fixing it honestly it'll probably be fixed by the time you're listening to this podcast I do think it's quite interesting though that uh they said something about the Bangalore skin bug and people were quite frustrated that there hasn't been any announcement about a rampage bug fix. Maybe in parks, the rampage bug is only on PC and it's not on the console, which is a huge portion of the player base. But uh, I, I get some of the frustration there with that. Yeah.
1: It's also important to note that the majority of the team is still on holiday. You know, we have a few more days uh, of the respawn big holiday break um, that we normally experience as of now. Um, And so we'll see. I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks to hopefully get a more formal introduction by the game director Um, Mm -hmm. that's now taking over and talk about kind of the future. And we also think there might be some kind of irregular content releases uh, for the next few weeks of this season. So looking forward to that and really excited for the new year and the next year of Apex.
0: Dude, I'm I'm really excited looking at 2022's apex. I mean, I say we're off to a good start with the stories from the Outlands. Never a bad time to talk lore, or get some a great video, and we're gonna talk about that after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. So we got on Tuesday stories from the Outlands, Gridiron, the Bangalore lore story background. Man, this was an interesting one. Um. I believe the first thing I messaged you after I watched it was this is intense. Like this is really intense, but what were kind of some of your first impressions before we go over maybe some of the highlights of the stories from the islands. I
1: am a sucker for the Titanfall tie in, you know, seeing the Titan was pretty epic. Um, Definitely gave me goosebumps. I think it was pretty exciting uh, to see such a, Awesome mech and just to see that Bangalore really did go toe-to-toe in the war against Titans. You know, that kind of verifying that is a pretty big point uh to recognize.
0: Well, that was the craziest thing to me was I I love the entire story in Bangalore's lore. Like I thought it was really cool, a lot of interesting stuff, but seeing Gridiron boots on the ground from that perspective, seeing Mm -hmm. the war zone was really crazy and quite intense i feel like everyone was looking at the titan as they should like the titan shot was amazing i think lost in that titan shot though is the realization of oh man look at how small bangalore is and look at how small the imc soldiers truly are in relationship to the titans and i feel like you see that and it makes a lot more sense yeah, these can't be in Apex. Like there's no way for them to be in the game successfully unless something truly changes in a drastic way. And I thought that was just this kind of like, yeah, makes a lot of sense for me looking at Apex lore from that perspective.
1: Yeah, totally. And then right after seeing that Titan, we were able to see a pilot.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Cloaking.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty cool. Pretty scary. You know, it definitely made the pilot the bad guy. There and it's so cool to me that really when you were playing Titanfall, you did not think the IMC were the good guys.
0: Yeah, not at all.
1: From Bangalore's perspective, they are, and Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a cool perspective to look back at lore in this universe and kind of see what what is war like. You know, Mm -hmm. us versus them goes both ways. Um, Yeah, and I think that was pretty cool to see.
0: I mean, let's talk pilot for a second, though. I mean, we had. What a me- like you kind of said, like very strong, intimidating, menacing pilot show up at the beginning. Go cloak, obviously, gets the stab off. But then we also saw, you know, Bangalore, spoiler alert, hopefully you've watched by the time you're listening to this podcast. but uh Bangalore finishes off a pilot with the help of her brother. Did, were you on the camp of, oh man, a pilot just got 2V1 by grunts? How disappointing? Because I've seen that echoed on Twitter, um, so I kind of want to get your perspective on that.
1: I, I think I'm on the fence, but we'll see yeah. at the end of this conversation. I, I know that pilots are very, very strong. Mm-hmm. We also know that pilots are not necessarily superhuman. You know, mm-hmm. they're just highly trained. So you know, it's not ridiculous for one to be slayed in battle. I mm-hmm. also know that when I was a pilot, I died a lot. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that's fine that Bangalore mm-hmm. can overcome this in a two-on-one situation. I also think that it, at the very least, is a testament to Bangalore's, you know, close quarter combat, hand totally, combat totally. strengths alongside her brother. Um, but there was one kind of really critical scene that stuck out to me where... Enemy pilot, bad guy, is cloaked, and she is able to
0: anticipate the yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah,
1: pretty cool. Pretty cool. She you got know, her like,
0: spider sense going there.
1: It seemed like it, Shay.
0: I yeah. i the, the pilot versus bang fight, like I felt like they in the stories from the islands, they showed not all pilots. I think are created equal. They are mm-hmm. all very strong, very impressive, but we saw the very first pilot pretty easily and confidently take Bangalore, no problem, goes cloaked, runs at him, stabs in the kidney, like GG's, it's over. And then we saw the second pilot with maybe a bit of an ego, like and maybe that's part of it, and not the best soldier particularly as well. They weren't keeping it straight like Jack Cooper does and going, you know, hard in the paint the entire time, but Even despite that, it took the pilot getting damaged, 2v1, losing their weapon to still get killed. Like, it took a lot. It wasn't like this easy fight. Like, I think, if anything, it's Bangalore's animation in the loading screen uh, with the new skin that kind of like ruffles people the wrong way in terms of the pilot versus grunt type thing. Like, the anticipation of the invisibility thing's one thing, but it wasn't an easy fight for her. And Bang and her brother Jackson, as far as we know, were in pilot training. So it's not like they were just regular Mm -hmm. run of the mill grunts as well.
1: Totally. And that's a really good thing to point out, you know, and Bangalore was skilled. I think if my memory serves me correct, I think she shot the gun out of the pilot's hand. Is that true? Oh man,
0: I don't remember now, but I wouldn't. Maybe that's not true.
1: Maybe (laughs) I made it up. Go check the tape. Because I think she got some pretty good hits in, and showed a lot of bravery and getting hit by the pilot going up in a jetpack, no problem. Taking mm-hmm. the knife, like she did, great. I don't, I don't doubt Bangalore's skills after seeing it firsthand.
0: What do you think of both pilots using cloaking tech? That that was the go-to um, choice because I thought maybe we see some versatility, and cloaking was not the number one choice in Titanfall back in the day. Which was kind yeah. of interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of made the right decision in that because can't really do a grapple super successfully just because it's so iconic to Pathfinder and that's mm-hmm. really his entire kit. Um, he probably can't introduce uh, an amp, an A wall or kind of ramparts amped cover. Um, just because it's different, kind of clash there. Um, phase tech, not really, because it's a little different.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: You know, I see the overlap between Mirage and kind of yeah. cloaking, but the fact that we don't have Mirage they've, cloaking anymore, I think was tried a good to go away enter. from
0: cloaking. Yeah, yeah, with Mirage. Yeah.
1: So I think it was a good, good thing, just because then nobody was really saying, "Oh, that's like this legend." Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. So I think, I think for that's the future, a great it made
0: sense. Yeah. I can't confirm Bangalore shot the gun out of the hand. I went back, looked at the Let's tape. Let's go. You nailed I it. Knew Should it. have never doubted you. I'm sorry. I apologize.
1: Like that's a good shot. Yes. Yeah. Well, a good we know shot. Bang's
0: a good shot. And I think uh-huh. that's the cool thing. We bang's a legend. And we're showing that, yeah, pilots are beasts, but they're not like Apex legends are also legends. I think the day we uh, see if there was ever a Jack Cooper confrontation between any of the legends and him, or if somehow he ever makes his way into the game, which people dream of, I think that's when we'll get into the true pilot versus legend argument. And some people may be getting frustrated as the OG Titanfall fans. Um, let's talk about some other stuff, though, from this trailer. So I felt like there were some questions that we were left with Big time Um And starting off, we got the big question and the reveal that the Hestia ship on the new map is not the Hestia ship from what we thought was Bang's original lore, that she crash landed there and we were assuming was going to take place. That was Hestia one. And Bang mentioned that we have Hestia two. And that was the ship that she arrived on and started the stories from the outlands. So I'm kind of curious where did the ship land? You know, where was it crashed? Um, But I'm also curious thanks brother not dead from at least how we originally thought it was going to go um is he gonna die in the exact same way on the ship they left on but they left us open-ended at the end which was quite interesting
1: it is weird as heck because Mm -hmm. up until this point We thought that Bangalore didn't know where her brother was, that they were separated, and that she was now competing in a blood sport in order to get back to her family, you know, light years away. Mm -hmm. This was weird. Honestly, it was weird. And the entire Stories from the Outlands was really cool. I enjoyed it, but we kind of knew a lot of the broad strokes. You know, we didn't Mm -hmm. really get the answers like you're getting to that there are some questions. Mm -hmm. Where is Bangalore's brother now? When really was this and how do we know now that Bangalore's brother is alive?
0: Yeah, that's... Even though uh, it seemed
1: like Bangalore wasn't sure I
0: I think what I've seen some people talking about and I think it's an interesting point is maybe Bang tells one story to everyone, all her legend friends and the people to... Like in a, mm-hmm. like, OK, here's the here's the theory. So Bang's brother is on the run from the IMC after now being alerted that, hey, he is still alive. He's not dead. Bangalore obviously kind of snitched, betrayed her brother and everyone there by alerting them to the presence that they are still alive. And so Bang tells everyone that her brother is dead and to reinforce him that he can stay on the run essentially away from the IMC yeah. is kind of like an argument I've seen, but that's still a huge question mark and one I'm confused on. And maybe we're missing something. Lore experts, feel free to like correct us um, if need be, because I would love to know all the answers.
1: It's strange because the war is over and yeah. the IMC is not in the Outlands. You know, they're not in Syndicate space that we but know. That of. one pilot was yeah so, Which was weird it was weird mm-hmm. We're not quite yeah it's very strange to me on uh, where things stand because if bangalore is allowed to be in these games and isn't being hunted by the imc then why couldn't her brother be with her you know so maybe we see that in the future
0: yeah Who knows? i think the like one of the things that i've thought about is hey they're setting up uh, a big question mark with this story is this the setup for an apex legends tv show do they follow the path of arcane where arcane focuses on two characters quite specifically and we get a sprinkle of some other league characters as well maybe an apex show would do a season by season hey season one is going to cover the history of maybe like bangalore and wraith kind of like the og fighters in the war to come around and we get yeah. the story in there in a way like I, th- I think that's kind of a fun theory if they're gonna really kind of try and cut and paste the arcane style stuff otherwise i'm not sure when we're gonna get answers on what really happened
1: yeah i think there's still some questions we'll see how long we have to wait uh honestly i think this is an exciting time and mm-hmm. i think we'll get more information this month Okay, uh, I like the it. subject. I really I like think it. we will.
0: Um, Jackson. Obviously, now there's potential that he's still alive. People have kind of theorized he already was, but now signs are pointing towards he's still alive. Um, what do you think about him as potentially a future support legend to the game? I've seen people kind of clamoring for support in that he's kind of, you know, helping out the village, taking care of people who's kind of seems to has that mentality. He wants to look after his sister. Um Obviously, he would be uh, a switch up in the support class from what we already have currently. Um, we've kind of talked about wanting some more support legends. I
1: can tell you that I'm all about it. I'd rather <laughs> have Jackson than Maggie any day. So <laughs> Agreed.
0: bring him on. Agreed. Well, any other thoughts you want to share from this trailer? I mean, what are your thoughts on the lore skin? Now seeing it in the trailer yeah. and then getting it in game.
1: I mean, this is the skin that I wanted Bangler to have for the Genesis event. I think yeah. it's so much cleaner. It's really smooth. Um, but it's simple and basic. And there's not really any flashiness. I was disappointed that she didn't have the bottle cap bracelet, at yeah. least on this skin.
0: Like you what said, you think? I mean, I'll steal what you told me in behind the scenes. So behind the scenes, uh, don't call me out. But you said, like, it's getting compared to kind of some of the OGs it's getting compared to Wraith skin and it's getting compared to Pathfinder skins and animations uh, from their stories from the Outlands and that's a tall task to kind of fill up to and this one kind of just doesn't do it for me Uh, I'd love to get Bang Main's opinions on that though I do think the loading screen animation is cool pilot complaints aside with it
1: (laughs) Bangalore has some really cool skins too you know like she has a superhero and that Mm -hmm. one's awesome like she has some really cool ones outside of that as well. But when we're comparing this skin to a phase walker or an old ways bloodhound, yeah, it becomes tough. So, you know, do we have areas that it could be improved slightly? Yes. Would it be enough if they made those? Still probably not. It's a hard mm-hmm. direction to go with this character.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, but yeah, overall, stories from the island's. Really cool. Lots of questions. Excited to see kind of what comes here in the future. I think it'd be an awesome theory if uh, you guess it right here where we start to learn more information in the next month and maybe uh maybe Jackson comes sooner rather than later. And this is just a, the start of the teases for him. Uh, There's not a lot of leaks pointing that way or anything, but it's also been a low leak season. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the reasoning. We'll see. But any other thoughts before we send it to questions here? I think that's a wrap. Awesome. We're going to wrap this up now, as we're going to do on all Wednesday episodes by answering questions. Today, we're rocking with five star questions. But from here on out, join our discord links in the description. We're going to have a channel set aside. You can ask questions there. We'll put them on the pod. Five star pod questions will still guarantee they are answered on the show. But we are going to be pulling from that discord quite a lot. Kick us off with the first one, though, Henry
1: first one's going from sawyer my question is do you think you could do more legend concepts also who do you think needs to be buffed the most and nerfed the most do you guys have any ideas for Pathfinder's finders passive because he needs one half the legends have the same thing and getting his all isn't that good maybe it is good i don't know
0: sawyer i respect the open-mindedness that your your mind's ready to be changed um Yeah, I think the the Pathfinder passive stuff's interesting. Like, I think you and I are both in the camp of wanting something for him. Keep that kit unique. I'm with you, Sawyer. Like The ult is not my favorite thing. It has its uses, but it's tough when you compare it to the other ults in the game now that really help with the team move. But despite all that, Pathfinder still sits near the top on pick rate, and he's in a pretty healthy spot in terms of playability. And so it's not like he's in this dire need of attention zone when we got people like crypto kind of still in the game sitting really down towards the bottom
1: yeah and that's this a tough place to be in you know you want uniqueness but you're also incredibly powerful and i think the balancing team has been on a wild ride with lifeline we recently remastered her and totally. mastering the legends 2.0 and i think that pathfinder has probably been through enough the one idea that i think we both really like is switching the grapple from a tactical to a passive and then allowing you to get creative with the passive instead of thinking about a a good but not too good passive ability. I think you Mm -hmm. can do more with that route.
0: Yeah, there's so so many little things you can do, but nothing's going to move the needle. Like... Can he syringe faster or shield faster Mm -hmm. because he's a robot or something? Um, I love the use a grappling hook to pull your down to people or grab death boxes kind of thing or cut zip lines is always the OG one. People kind of talk about move faster on zip lines. Um, There's something there. I think there's something for Pathfinder uh, if they feel the need to add to his kit. Uh, But yeah, other part of your question, Sawyer, more learning concepts are on the way.
1: Yep, yep. And when we talk about buffs and nerfs, you know, we, we've we shared our thoughts on recent episodes this season, for sure. Um, excited for a crypto rework slash buff. Um, but outside of that, pretty happy. We're kind mm-hmm. of biting our fingernails about Gibraltar and, <laughs> and what the future may hold for him. But uh, outside of that, I think we're, we're looking at more transparency on why we're balancing um, before we start thinking about who
0: for sure next question coming from drew baka i totally understand why controller players have decreased aim assist when playing on pc but i've really felt it since i've switched i'm wondering if you guys struggled at first on pc and if you have any tips that might help me better adjust i'm not sure if it's simply the aim assist issue or if there's anything else you might be contributing to the struggle any and all advice is welcome and thank you for the incredible podcast
1: thank you drew baka excellent honestly we did not have a very difficult transition. Um, And I think as we kind of outlined in our aim assist, you know, versus mouse and key episode, um, this comes down to your frame rate. And Mm so I think it's possible that your issue is in dialing in your graphics settings to make sure that you are getting the advantage there, getting those extra frames, because you can have at least double the frames in these servers. And that really helps
0: your response time. You might be jumping from 30 to 120. Like, Yeah, it's incredible. It's a huge shift, and that's meant to offset the decrease in aim assist. Um, Advice I can give you, though, that I've given other people just to, and it seems to be the answer, is uh, if your monitor is not a 144 hertz monitor, at least, you're not going to get the real 120 frames. So there could be, on top of, like Henry saying, make sure your settings are dialed in, You could have a hardware issue, in theory, limiting you um, if your computer just kind of, or monitor, can't handle the frame rates that uh, give you the benefit of being on PC, essentially.
1: Totally. Good question. Next one coming from Mondo Armando. I love that name. That's so fun to say. (laughs) I'm a PS5 gamer. My loadout is normally Havoc or Car, with the second being Rampage or Triple Take. I normally play Valk, and I got to... And I have love for all the legends. It drives me crazy when other players master spamming, moving left to right repeatedly while shooting. (laughs) What can you do to turn the tables when this happens? And do you have any tips? I I can try to master moving left to right shooting myself. P.S. Keep up the great work.
0: The strafe, the side (laughs) strafe of the small little wraiths. I will tell you right now, uh, Mondo Armando that, um, Obviously, the most important thing is hitting your shots. And so if you can add a strafe to your game, feel free. Don't do it at the sacrifice of missing a ton, uh, which is why I personally have kind of gone with the the crouch spam as like my kind of up close movement tactic because I think it's still quite easy to hit shots when all you're doing is going up and down and you're aiming at the body. Um, that's kind of what I have worked with. But in general, when you're going against a guy that's spam moving left and right, I don't know. I'm curious on your opinion on this one. I feel like it's, it's really hit or miss on if it actually impacts them and their ability to kill me. Uh, there's some players where it totally takes them to another level and there's a ton where I'm like, oh, you just missed all your shots probably because you did that.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think that my advice would be if you're using a weapon like the Havoc, these close quarters situations, if you're trying to aim down sights, charge up, and somebody's strafing on you, it's going to be a struggle. Same with the Rampage if it's not revved up. So I would continue to use these weapons because they're very powerful with the required attachments or thermite. Um, you should definitely be using a turbocharger or probably not use the Havoc if you're getting in close range engagements. Mm-hmm. And the Rampage, you got to rev up. And then with both of those, hip fire. You know you don't yep. have to be going crazy left to right, but you would be surprised at how fast your movement changes when you're not locked behind your sights and you're moving just free while hip firing
0: Um, especially if you're going from the rampage
1: (laughs) yeah for sure um when i get into situations being on pc as a controller player and i kind of notice that somebody's got some really good moves i try to keep my distance you know i know that i'm gonna miss my shots if i'm really up close with them and especially if they have a shotgun and they're moving left to right i know i'm not gonna win that fight so i just try Mm -hmm. to back up with either abilities or a bubble or just you know keep moving backwards and trying to focus in on my shots um, while they probably miss and dance all over the place.
0: I absolutely love that you just counted the bubble as separate from the abilities. Cause you've been playing Gibraltar separate. for so long. You're like I, bubbles a part of how I play. The abilities yep. are bonus. Like that's at this separate. point,
1: <laughs> you know, you got the five pillars of apex. <laughs> you have the movements, you have the guns, you have the legends, you have the abilities and you have the bubble, you know, that's yep. pretty much my core. Well,
0: play. Guys, the amount of times playing with Henry, where he switches off Gibraltar, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Wait, oh, I don't have the bubble. My goodness,
1: <laughs> it's a disaster without the bubble."
0: And everybody okay.
1: suffers. Everybody, suffers. <laughs> everybody suffers
0: <laughs> without a doubt. Okay, last question of the day coming from Sully Tom. Hey guys, I've been playing Caustic recently, landing the broken building in Fragment, which is a ton of fun but I've been dying a lot. I was wondering if you have any tips. Secondly, if you had to choose an heirloom, that's not in the game yet for a legend, which legend would you choose and what object would it be? Thanks for answering it and keep up the great work. fun one,
1: Tom. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you're <laughs> landing at the hottest drop on any map. There mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, you're going to die a lot. landing in that building. Caustic is not a bad pick though, for actually playing in that building to a high degree of success. Um we kind of like Valk. Um just be able, being able to dance totally. between floors and kind of scour the outside and penetrate when you need to. Um but I think that if any advice I would pick a surrounding building and work mm-hmm. your way to the death building. That is the broken building in East Fragment. Um that'd be my advice and that's kind of just watching dive trails and seeing what's available. Um but it is fun like you said.
0: Yeah. If you're, if you're sticking to it regardless, um, know that the third floor is your friend a lot of the times. So that kind of is the least busy one. So maybe that's where you fall to and trap up if you need to heal up in a situation. Um, recognize that when you're on the roof, you're not safe. People will hop on you. That's really important. People normally feel safe on roofs and You're not at that building very specifically, Uh, but yeah, making sure you know how to play zip lines and doors is going to be really key and stay away from the first floor as well. First floor is a normally a death trap over there. Too many entry points and um, yeah, you can get messed up. What about heirlooms though? Uh, We kind of did an heirloom episode in a way talking about kind of recap and ranking them future one though. I remember I said Valk. I didn't think of an object Uh, though last time. So that's kind of a tough one because
1: there's a lot of anticipation about valk i definitely share that Mm -hmm. like an idea about an object you know you could lean in heavy um to her backstory you could get like a titan action
0: figure Um, oh that'd be be awesome like like the viper titan Mm -hmm. like his titan Ah, that would be really cool i like that thinking of something outside of a knife is hard and i got nothing i got nothing wrong with knives i mean there's a lot of them in the game and because they're really cool like without a doubt but it's definitely a tough one my goodness trying to think of one more before we piece here you could get her
1: nunchucks you know yeah yeah That'd be that would fit some
0: of the themes yeah i guess that makes sense yeah any other legends that would fit the I'm, bill for i'm you?
1: honestly really excited for hers you know loba is you know potentially the next after crypto chronologically um i'm be excited for hers not a ton of ideas on what it would be
0: though really really fancy lock pick set mm-hmm. which she will really never fancy. use because she can teleport that's neither true. here nor there but yes. hey she still has to get the safes open when she teleports in there i guess so. true true no who knows okay i was gonna wrap up the show though thank you to our producer the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon subscribe and apple pods drop a follow on spotify leave have five-star review with your question we'll answer on our next episode check us out on discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in boom whole squad down But I'm not today, maybe tomorrow.